Auckland City's part-time footballers were no match for their wealthy Saudi opposition at the FIFA Club World Cup in Jeddah today. The Auckland team lost 3-0 to Al Etihad and were knocked out of the competition, sending their players back to their jobs as teachers, salespeople and tradies. Whereas the Saudi team, which includes a player earning more than $150 million a season, move on to the next round against the champions from Egypt. We're joined by sports reporter Felicity Reid. I'm still back at the 150 million, Felicity. But anyway, tell us more about Auckland City's underdog battle at the Club World Cup. So this is Auckland City's 11th appearance at a Club World Cup. This is a tournament that brings together the top club teams from different leagues around the world. And it's a knockout competition all for a trophy. And so Auckland City are quite dominant on the local football scene here in New Zealand. They have obviously have won this competition locally 11 times to make it through to this qualification for this next step. But every time they get up against the world teams, they know it's a little bit of a battle. For all of their appearances, their best finish was third in 2014. That was the year that Real Madrid won the tournament. And they finished last in this nine times. So they kind of knew today was going to be a little bit of a difficult one for them. Looking at the team sheet, they're up against players of global stars. They've won English Premier League titles, played in European Championships finals, and Benzema, who, Kareem Benzema. So that's the player that was on the $115 million a year. He joined the club and it was around Saudi. It doesn't have uh, caps on their transfers. So that allowed him to pick up that large chunk of money. He became the first player to score in four Club World Cups today. And another Frenchman alongside him there was N'Golo Cantonet. And he, another one, big names in, the, in these teams that these amateur players are coming up against. And just even looking across the field, it was quite a big deal for them. And as one of the midfielders, Reggie Moratti, said, he didn't know when he'd have another chance to play in front of 50,000 people as he did today. And how here's how he summed up the match. Obviously, we had a game plan, but um, coming in versing a bunch of pros, uh, they definitely showed their quality. We were just trying to catch up with the pace of the game. Based off of that, again, the second half, we definitely showed some quality, put in a big shift, but yeah, the first half kind of was the defining um, half of the game. Moradi did say that a couple of his teammates were lining up to get Benzema's shirt. He does he did, missed out on it oh. himself. He reckons it was the substitute Emilio Tade who actually managed to grab it. Moradi got his opposite player, number, the number 12, from that team, and he was quite stoked to walk away with that. So at least he's come away with something from this tournament. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Um, controversial Australian tennis player, this is Nick Kyrgios, says he doesn't want to play the game anymore. What's wrong? Yeah, well, Nick hasn't been playing much of the game. He's only played one match in 14 months, and that's due to wrist and knee injuries. He had already withdrawn from next month's Australian Open. He made that announcement on OnlyFans. But as speaking on a podcast, it was hosted by Britain's Jay Shetty. Kyrgios said he was exhausted from the grind of the tennis tour. I don't really feel like playing anymore, to be honest, he said. I only want to play for about another one to two years and be at the top and go down on my own terms. He told Shetty if he had his time over, he would never have picked up a racket in the first place. Now, some of this rhetoric isn't surprising. We've heard Kyrgios throughout the years maybe not be so in love with tennis as what you might expect a top player to be. And even though he's not playing in the Australian Open, he will be behind the microphone. He's going to do some commentary at the Grand Slam. So, How old would he be now? Felicity? He's 28. Right. Okay.
So got a few more years in him if he can come back from these injuries. And as reluctant as he might be to get back on court, he is planning on a return in 2024. So it'll be after the January Grand Slam at the Australian Open. And he does still have a protected ranking of number 21. So you could still see him in some of the top ATP tour events, even if he doesn't make it into the Grand Slams. Thank you, Felicity. Felicity Reid there with Sport.